Welcome to Rochambeau, the podcast about unique competitions, extraordinary events, and other amazing adventures. I'm Kim. And I'm Ted. Welcome back, everybody. Happy to have you guys here. Hope you've been looking into our laugh competition. Yep, that is still ongoing. We are still wanting your laugh. Do you want to be a superstar, you out there? You should be one. You could be a funny one. You could be a funny one. You could win some crap, too. That's right. That's right. A lot of our former competition spokespeople that we've talked to in the past have been really generous and donated some amazing swag. So there is a prize pack, people. Right. Yeah. Not just being a world champion. That's right. You can put that on your resume, I think. I think on LinkedIn, there's a spot for a world champion. Yes or no? You can check the yes box. World champion. Speaking of world champions, yes, I got a world championship for you today. Oh, you do? I do. I can't wait to hear this. It's Cabin Fever Days Bar Stool Ski Races. All right. First off, props to Stacy Sullivan, a listener and a friend, for suggesting bar stool ski races. To begin with. Yep. Thank you, Stacy. She was actually suggesting it for her hometown. Um, there is a park in Minnesota called Vulcan Snow Park. I think it's outside St. Paul, and they do a form of barstool ski racing. Uh-huh. But the one that we're going to talk to the world champion today mm-hmm. actually takes place in Montana in the Flathead Valley. In February each year, there's a festival called Cabin Fever Days. Aha. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> February, people are going a little nutso. So they started this great festival. It benefits local charities. It's super fun. There's a lot going on. But the main event is the downhill barstool ski race. Oh, this sounds like I'm going to love it. You know, it. it is you. It's everything. <laughs> it's everything you love. We've talked about the fact you love bartenders before. Yep. We both enjoy a good sit. We do. Yes. We do. I like enjoy sitting. You love snow sports. Right. We like ski resorts. Yep. And I enjoy a good cocktail. Yeah. So well, there you go. We're covered. Barstool ski racing is pretty much exactly what you guys are picturing out there. It is a bar stool on skis and they are going <laughs> down a hill competitively and timed. You know, I love the Midwest. They're so literal. <laughs> they don't call it like ski georging or something like that. It's just, uh, that's a barstool ski sport. Yeah. we're doing. We're doing the barstool ski sport today. Yep. So we're going to talk to a world champion and he can tell us all about it. This is Jeff Peterson. Jeff Peterson won the show class division this okay. past February <laughs> because it's not just competitive racing. There's also wonderful costumes uh-huh. as we love and a very, very showy um, overbuilt section to uh-huh. it. And that is where Jeff has shined and he'll tell us all about it. Is there a swimsuit? portion to the competition it's montana in february mm, of course hard... there is yeah no, <laughs> and is there a freestyle portion no there's not but there are a couple different ones jeff okay. will get into it okay cool hi uh, my name is jeff peterson and uh this year i was uh participating in the 2019 41st annual cabin fever days up in martin city montana and i was fortunate enough to win the world championship in the show class this year. So the show class is basically, uh, they have uh, three, four different classes. They have the steerable, non-steerable, the open class, and the show class. The show class is the least competitive, but the most uh, 
entertaining for the crowd, I guess you could say. Let's give more background. What is a barstool race? So a barstool ski race, they started out back in 1978. A couple old duffers uh, up here, the winners get real long. We're sitting at the local pub and came up with the idea to go and race down Sugar Hill in Martin City, Montana. They basically took a pair of old wooden skis and screwed them to the bottom of a bar stool. The only <laughs> rules in the in the whole race were that you had to cross the finish line in the drinking position. So you can imagine <laughs> it got pretty wild, pretty crazy. Uh, that started a trend that ultimately led into a giant community fundraiser for our local fire department and, and Canyon Kids Fund, quick response units um, that is now cabin fever days and that's kind of how barstool ski racing started through the years it's evolved into you know of course the guys wanted to throw technology into it so they added the steerable class the open class which is more of a a lot of the sleds you'll see in that class are like luge style sleds um just a great time with anything that you can really send down the hill and have fun on on skis (laughs) and how steep is this hill it's a pretty steep hill. There's been some pretty uh, wild wrecks over the years. I remember, you know, as a child, my mom participated in it. And her coming home a couple times with some good bruises, <laughs> war stories from the hill. Um, it's become a quite famous hill. Uh, again, it's Sugar Hill in Martin City. So Wow. So in the class that you won, um, it was a little hard for me to wrap my head around it. It looks like it's built for show. It looks like it's built to be very beautiful and impressive. But are you also racing that one? Yeah. Well, they kind of just send you down more in a showmanship fashion. They do pair you up and race. But in the show class, you don't compete head on like you do in the open the steerable and the non-steerable you compete head on. In 2001, I had built a steerable class sled and I was the world champion in 2001 there. So I've won two world titles at the Barstool Ski Races, actually. <laughs> Congratulations. Well, let's talk about the yeah. steerable and also the non-steerable ones. Are they? Does the competition take place in a heat format? They do. You know, it's a bracketed tournament. Basically, they start sending them down in a bracket formation. Um, In those two classes in particular, there's uh, size and width, height regulations. Uh, So your sled can only be 27 inches at the seated position, um, no wider than 18 inches wide on your skis, and you're allowed to have one pusher. So you basically get to sit down, get in a comfortable, ready position, and your pusher gives you a shove down the hill, and off you go. Does anybody race down the hill with a beverage in hand? Absolutely. Many, many people race with a beverage. I would say the majority do. <laughs> <laughs> That's fabulous. What else is going on at Cabin Fever Days? You know, they have arm wrestling tournaments. We have mountain man competitions. Uh, we have rope shambeau competitions. Uh kids sled races. There's a little bit of everything. You guys would love it up here. We were in, uh, you know, we had BB gun shoots. We had axe throwing competitions. Uh, a, a lot of just, a lot of backwoods fun up here in Montana. Are there prizes involved? Did you win anything this year? Yes, there is prize money involved. Uh, this year we uh, we chose to kick back to the 
to the Trapline Association, which is the organization that puts it on. And a lot of the competitors usually do that as it is a kind of a community event where we're trying to make money for those kids. And then, of course, to have a little funding to put the Cabin Fever Days on again next year. Sure. And I'm sorry, you said Trapline? Yeah, the Trapline Association. A good friend of mine, Ben Schaefer, is the president of that. And uh, it's kind of uh, turning of a page a little bit with the Trapline Association as it is a 41-year long-lived event. Um, We're kind of the younger generation's generation is starting to step in uh when i say younger in the 40 age our our parents are starting to be like you kids need to take care of this (laughs) that's awesome well speaking of the older generation tell me a little more about your mom you called her a little bit of a local legend yeah my mom uh her her nickname up the canyon kind of everybody gets their name is uh was crazy Susie. (laughs) <laughs> and she was a bartender up there for about 30 years. Um, she became somewhat of a local legend and uh, guidance counselor, adult babysitter, you name it, for the community up there. We grew up in a real small, neat, tight-knit community uh, in the canyon area. And it was uh, I feel very fortunate to have grown up in that situation. When we were growing up, things were a little tougher up there. But looking back on it, I really do appreciate the experience. Um, she went on to help out with the cabin fever days functions along with many of her really good comrades throughout the years. And it was kind of something that uh, as growing up as a kid, it was always like, yeah, mom, all right, we'll go help. And then as we got older, we, we learned the appreciation of the community spirit and everything a little bit more. So very neat lady, a uh, very inspirational person in the community. And it's neat to go up there and kind of live on her memory and, and uh, compete and enjoy the festivities that she worked hard for, along with all her other comrades throughout the years. That's awesome. And how many people do you think show up for Cabin Fever Days? Oh, boy. uh, We've had head counts on the hill of 5,000 people. Holy moly. We've had it before where all you can see is the snow where you're going to race your sled. I've I've taken runs down that hill where I thought for sure I was going to kill somebody alongside the hill because there were so many people (laughs) there. Um, This year we had really brutal temperatures, so it hurt our numbers a little bit. And it's a two-day event. Saturday is usually the the day that we get a lot of the people and – the big show is Saturday, I would say, but Sundays when kind of the locals and the diehards and the true spirited Canyon people show through and they come out and compete. This year, we started out the day at, I, I believe it was like 13 or 14 below zero. Oh. So we had a much smaller crowd this year because of the temperatures. Oh, wow. That is cold. What do people yeah. wear when they're going down these hills? Well, uh, fortunately, my mother, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you you seen anything from guys in uh, long underwear suits to, you know, people dressed up in all sorts of different fashions from cowboy looks to fishing getups. To, I dress up like a Viking myself. Nice. Um, I've got a big, <laughs> I've got a big fur cape and a Spartan helmet that I put on and uh, race down like that. So. <laughs> How many people live in your town year-round? Well, uh, the Flathead Valley area's got, it's a pretty good-sized population. I I hate to say right off the top of my head because I'll probably be wrong, but it's over 70,000, I'd say. Um, the canyon area itself is very small. You know, it's probably more than the two or 3,000 people range, you know. 
So you're getting almost double your population for this festival. Yes. Yes, it is a big event, big event. Wow. A lot of hard work from the people who put it on. It's uh, very organized. Um, There's lots of concession stands and vendors set up all along Main Street. And basically the whole Main Street of Martin City, Montana is blocked off and we have a great community celebration. That's just wonderful. And so if we wanted to, and we do, encourage our listeners to check out this event, um, how would they go about it? Is there a website they can look at? You know, there's some stuff on Facebook. If you Google or uh, search Cabin Fever Days or World Famous Cabin Fever Days, there's a couple different uh, pages that have been set up. One was set up by my mother. Another one was set up by the new Trapline Association. Um, And there's a lot of good information on dates and scheduling for it. It's General, generally always the weekend close to, thank, or, uh, sorry, Valentine's Day. We get people from all over the world, and I've never met a person who regretted coming up and spending the time. And if you love winter and you love to get out and kind of enjoy the snow and do something a little offbeat, come up to the Bad Rock Canyon, Columbia Falls, Glacier Park area, and enjoy a little time with us up at Cabin Fever Days and the Barstool Ski Races. Jeff, thank you so much for your time today. Absolutely. Thank you, Kim, and I hope you have a great day. All right, you too, and congratulations again. Thank you very much. Jeff sounds awesome. He sounds like a lot of fun, right? Yeah, and I have questions. Okay. And you you gave me this look when we were listening to it, like, what's a a duffer? Yeah, what's a duffer? I I don't know what a duffer is. Oh, I just assumed you would. I know, but if I was going to interpolate what a duffer was, I would say it's a yokel. A yokel? A yokel. What about maybe more specifically a a yokel that really enjoys snow? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe not yokel. Maybe maybe local. Maybe local. Maybe one who hangs out at bars a lot. Yeah. Yeah. A duffer. A duffer. Few people out there know what a duffer is, or are yourself a duffer. <laughs> Get off the stool. We're outing you right now. Yeah, yeah. Just call us. Let us know. Please yeah. do. That sounds like a hoot. It sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. And I know summer's just kicking off right now in our home city. Temperatures are already getting over 90 uh-huh. degrees. So the idea of snow right now just sounds wonderful. I'm sure come <laughs> mid-February, I'd be like, oh, right. burr, I don't want to go. But negative... 14 is cold. That's crazy cold, right? Yeah. But if you do enjoy winter and the outdoors and meeting really fun people, this sounds like a great one. And this is plenty of time for you to actually plan a trip and get yourself there. Right. By February next year. So did you look at pictures of his... Yes. We'll have some on Rochambeau. Okay. So let's describe, if we will, for our listeners, what Jeff's sled looks like. I like that it's called a sled. Yeah. Because that's like a, a very formal name for a slap together stool on skis <laughs> well it was the show class so it's pretty showy it's actually got a horse on the front um not quite, a real horse not a real horse but a i don't know wooden horse yeah maybe kind of like a it looks almost like it was ripped off of a carousel right yeah, so so a stolen carousel horse, stolen carousel horse right? <laughs> draped in a red cape with a white flowing mane. Mm-hmm. And then we have uh, Jeff. Riding a carriage, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Very Games of Throny, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, very, very. So check it out on RochambeauPodcast.com on the page that hosts 
the Barstool Ski Race this episode. You'll mm-hmm. be able to see a picture of his winning show class sled, as well as a oh. picture of two guys going down in the very classic holding on for dear lives uh-huh. to the end of their bar stool on two skis. It's phenomenal. I hope that at some bar in Montana, they use these bar stools as real bar stools during the yes. rest of the year. And they would still be on skis, yeah. right? Yeah. So if I was too lazy to go to the restroom, you could just, just shove me a little bit and yeah. I'd ski into the bathroom. Yeah. I love it. It's a great idea. I We're love so it. smart. <laughs> we do excel at certain things. Yes. All right, guys, get your butts down to Martin City in the Flathead Valley in Montana Uh for Cabin Fever Days. That sounds like a plan. All right, Kim, let's go to the calendar. What you got? All right. Well, I'm going to take you to Seattle for two different activities going on there okay yeah i couldn't help it there was just a lot going on in seattle this big weekend. big times in seattle that's right so one thing from may 31st to june 2nd they are hosting honk fest west oh that's the one with the ducks no 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 <laughs> close. Nah, close it's actually spontaneous street band performances huh. so think like Marching bands times a hundred in uh-huh. every different type of collaboration spontaneously popping up around the city huh. at different locations. <laughs> wow. How fun is that? That sounds cool. They describe it as a free nonprofit community music festival driven by the energetic performance of street bands in public spaces. It's completely volunteer. It's also completely free. It happens in Seattle area parks and you can learn more at honkfestwest.com. Dot org. That is awesome. That sounds very, very fun. I know. That sounds like yeah. a good one. We should be doing this in our city. Yeah. We don't play any instruments. But. No, we don't. But we, we are very good encouragers. Yeah. That's true. I have one more thing in Seattle. Okay. If you don't mind. We'll fine. St- we'll stay in Washington for a minute. This just speaks to me and my inner shopper about the weird things that I love to have in my house. And we have some weird stuff this in our house. This is true. Yes, some odd things. Um, And this is called the Odd Mall Emporium of the Weird. Uh It's taking place at Evergreen State Fairgrounds, and it is a collection of 100 local artists, crafters, makers of unique and unusual things. And their logo for the Odd Mall is a Sasquatch. Uh So that's pretty much all I needed. He's an adorable little fellow. He is a cute little Mm -hmm. Sasquatch. So check it out. If you feel like shopping this weekend and you're in the Seattle area and you've got weird, unique tastes, check out oddmall.co. All right. I'm taking us back to the Midwest. Ooh, goody. Back to the home of beer, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I love it. I don't know. And Laverne and Shirley, right? And Laverne and Shirley, yes. We're going to do it. Hassan Croft Incorporated <laughs> or whatever. So what they have going on on June 1st is the Water and Lantern Festival. Experience the magic of thousands of lanterns as they reflect upon the water. Oh, I love stuff Yeah, so you like write that. stuff on a lantern, you have a little lantern, and there's, they put them in the river, and there's thousands of them. Oh. Yeah, they're all biodegradable, and they all just go down the river and... Oh, wow. You that's send away lovely. your dreams and your hopes and your, or just whatever. That's just lovely. It's just lovely. I've never been to, well, I've driven through Milwaukee, but I, it looked like a cool town. Yeah, it is yeah. actually a yeah. super cool town, as I'm sure everybody in Milwaukee right now is going, duh. Right, <laughs> this right. This place is 
awesome. Uh Well, that sounds like a really good reason to go. That's down in Veterans Park. And if you want to learn more, you can go to waterlanternfestival.com. Very cool. We here in Atlanta often have crazy lantern parades. Oh, that is true. Put on by some wonderfully artistic people in our city. And recently they did one that was based around a local parks pond. Okay. So it was similar maybe to what you're talking Ah, about, but a lot of the really elaborate lanterns ended up on floating devices out in the water and Ah. it was magical. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Good stuff. Always things going on. That's right. And we want to know what's going on in your city. So please do reach out Podcast at gmail.com or Facebook or Instagrams or skywriting. If you have a skyplane, let us know. We got some thoughts. <laughs> yes. Well, we want to thank Cadillac Jones for letting us use their music on this podcast. And we want to thank you for listening. You are great. I like your hat. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Every <laughs> once in a while, Ted, you just confuse the heck out of me in the most wonderful way possible. That's what I'm here for, Kim. <laughs> Good stuff. Um, if you guys are enjoying this podcast, please subscribe and you will get an alert next time an episode is released. And if you're really enjoying it, we would love it if you would tell a friend about right. us. And hey, review us. What the heck? That might do something. I mean, if you have nice things to say. Right. If you have bad things to say, just be quiet. Yeah. Go back to the skywriting thing. Yeah. We can handle criticism in the form of skywriting, uh-huh. but that's pretty much our limitations. <laughs> We're delicate flowers. <laughs> yes, we are very delicate. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Till next time. Goodbye. Hi, Kim. Hi, Ted. How are you? Good. You have such pretty eyes. Oh, thank you very much. Also pretty hair. Really? Yeah. One wasn't good enough? Nope. (laughs) (laughs) I want them all.